Hey guys, this is Eric from Geeks Crossing giving you another tier list episode. A little while ago, I did an episode ranking all the Pokemon owned by Ash Ketchum. I had fun doing that episode because it was a nice deviation from the usual episodes I released, so it makes sense for me to do another one. This time, the topic is Dragon Ball Z. My god, it's been a while since I mentioned that series. No joke, I fucking love the Dragon Ball series. I collected figurines, played a good portion of their video games, and of course, watch the anime like there is no tomorrow. Even if you don't watch anime, you can't deny how impactful this show is. Now, the last time I did an episode that was Dragon Ball related was all the way back in Season 1. And in that episode, I shared my top 10 favorite characters from that list. This time, I'm going to talk about another core aspect from the Dragon Ball series, and that is the movies. I'll be going over each movie from DBZ and decide which category they should be put in. Just like before, we have 5 categories to choose from. S meaning excellent, A meaning great, B meaning good, C meaning decent, and D meaning bad. I feel like each movie has at least one good thing to mention, which is why I can't bring myself to make an F category. If you guys missed what I said, I'm only focusing on the movies from Dragon Ball Z. So nothing from the original Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball GT. I haven't seen every Dragon Ball movie, but I've seen all the Z movies at least once, and I will make an exception for one movie in particular. These movies will be judged based on their stories, action, and how impactful they were to the series in general. Keep in mind that this is all just my opinion, so please be respectful for how I rank these films. And if I say anything wrong, I apologize. It has been a while since I've seen these movies, but at least I got a general idea of what happens in each of them. Anyway, let's begin. Dead Zone. This was the first DBZ movie, so already has some recognition. This was DBZ at its simplest before Super Saiyan and all that jazz. Goku and Piccolo are forced to team up to save Gohan from a demonic imp named Garlic Jr., who used the seven Dragon Balls to wish for immortality. I'll admit, it was pretty cool to see Goku and his allies fight a villain that was immortal, yet I didn't feel that engaged with the story. Maybe the scenes with the Spice Gang felt too forced in, and this movie tried so hard to make it look like this was the first time Goku teams up with Piccolo, even though viewers already seen this shit at the beginning of DBZ. At least the history between Garlic Jr. and Kame was the best part for me, and the way they defeated Garlic Jr. was impressive. I still find it to be a decent movie, but most of the movies that come after it leave more of an impact. So we'll start off by putting it in C tier. The World's Strongest The Z Fighters must stop Dr. Wheelow, a mad biotechnologist who wants to transfer his brain to the strongest warrior on Earth, who just so happens to be Goku. I'll be honest, this movie was kind of boring, but I do like Dr. Wheelow conceptually. I mean, he wants to transfer his fucking brain into someone else's body just to enhance his strength. To say he's a mad scientist would be an understatement. I did like the final battle between him and Goku, but everything else just felt very forced in and the pacing was a little off, and the side characters were dull, especially the Biomen. Still, it's not a bad movie per se, but I've definitely seen better. C tier. Tree of Might. An outcast Saiyan named Turles plants a tree that sucks the energy from Earth, prompting the Z Fighters to stop him. One of the most iconic things from this movie is Turles himself, because he bears an uncanny resemblance to Goku. Like most people, I was under the assumption that he was the long-lost brother of Goku and Raditz, but no. According to DB theorists, lower-ranked Saiyans tend to share the same facial features. Sounds stupid and racist, but okay. Aside from that, I did enjoy the movie, especially the final battle between Goku and Turles, as well as introducing Icarus, Gohan's pet dragon. If you hate Icarus, then there's something wrong with you. Speaking of Gohan, it was interesting to see him become a great ape once again, even though this was the third time if you decide to count it. I guess that and seeing Yamcha and the others get easily defeated are the low points. 
Though this is honestly the most we've seen Yamcha and Chaozu do in DBC, let's be honest. Still, Tree of Might is a good movie, so B tier. Lord Slug. This was an interesting one. Lord Slug. A wicked Namekian plans to take over Earth, provoking the Z Fighters to stop him, mostly Piccolo. I enjoyed this movie for two reasons. One, Slug himself. And two, the false Super Saiyan. We all know Namekians were kind of on the arrogant side thanks to Piccolo, but to know that there's Namekians that are pure evil is something worth acknowledging. I thought Slug was an interesting character, even though he was following the cliche of extraterrestrial being trying to take over Earth. But this is Dragon Ball Z we're talking about. We've seen this shit a thousand times. As for the false Super Saiyan, the name speaks for itself. Goku's rage triggered him to unleash the power of a Super Saiyan, yet his hair didn't turn golden, nor did he have complete control over it. Kinda reminds me of Dark Digivolution from Digimon, except this movie came out before Digimon, so I guess it was more like an inspiration if anything. But that's going off topic. Even though this form is not canon to the overall lore, fans still have a soft spot towards it, and I think it would've been cool if Goku used that to defeat Slug instead of using the Spirit Bomb for the thousandth time. I also enjoy the concept of Wicked Namekians, and I hope they reuse this trope someday when Dragon Ball returns fully. B tier. Cooler's Revenge. Time to talk about Frieza's older brother who for some reason is not canon to the series. Cooler arrives at Earth to kill Goku in order to finish what his brother started. Of course, he does this shit out of pride and egotism rather than avenging his brother. I actually like Cooler, believe it or not. Sure, he's not as well recognizable as Frieza, but he has his own special perks that makes him unique. For instance, he can instantly go into his final form without the need of going through two unnecessary forms first. Yeah, Frieza can do that nowadays, but Cooler did that first. Admittedly, Cooler's final form is a lot more intimidating. The final battle between him and Goku was intense, and I love the way Goku defeated him. It's better than reusing the Spirit Bomb over and over again. And shout out to Yajirobe for giving Gohan that extra Sensu Bean. He definitely helped turn the tides with that kind gesture. I guess the film's weakest points would have to be Cooler's minions because of how fucking annoying they are, and I think Goku in his Super Saiyan form should have lasted longer. Either way, I enjoyed Cooler a lot, and maybe one day we'll see him join the Dragon Ball Canacy. A tier. The Return of Cooler. As the title suggests, Cooler is back and is now rocking a new metallic form called Meta Cooler. This time, Cooler plans to use the Namekians to power up his ship called the Big GD Star. I hope I said that right. Of course, Goku and the Z Fighters are here to stop him. While I think Cooler's plan is diabolical and his new metal form is badass, at the same time it feels a little unnecessary. Yes, Cooler is a beloved character which is why another movie is made for him. At the same time, I mostly watch these anime movies to see new villains instead of rehashes. That's not to say the movie is bad, it's still enjoyable. Especially the scene where Goku and Vegeta fight all the Cooler clones in their Super Saiyan forms, and the climax was intense as well. Even though I still prefer the first movie with Cooler, I will give this movie credit for trying. So B tier. Super Android 13. The androids are, and continue to be, one of the most prominent characters in the Dragon Ball series. So of course they make a movie centering them. Android 13, one of the androids created by Dr. Jiro's supercomputer to kill Goku. Pretty much a precursor for the android saga, if this movie was canon. Probably what makes Android 13 so memorable, besides the southern accent, but this movie featured the famous scene of Goku getting punched in the balls, it's fucking hilarious. Other than that, I still enjoyed the movie. Pretty much the only thing that brings this movie down are Androids 14 and 15 because of how bland they are, despite being needed for Android 13 to reach his full power. And stop me if you heard this one, forming a spirit bomb to destroy the main villain. This movie goes into beats here. The Legendary Super Saiyan. Now we're heading to some well-known territory. What can I say that hasn't already been said about Brawly, 
he's the legendary Super Saiyan, and in many cases, the face of the Dragon Ball Z movies. The Z Fighters arrive at New Planet Vegeta and meet two surviving Saiyans named Paragus and his son Brawly, the legendary Super Saiyan who has a personal grudge against Goku. This movie is chock full of everything you can expect from a Dragon Ball movie. Action, humor, and beloved characters. The final battle between Brawly and the Z Fighters was intense and impressive for its time. However, this movie isn't perfect. The reason for Brawly's vendetta against Goku is pretty fucking stupid, which makes his erratic behavior not very reasonable, and I wish they did more buff Roshi instead of making him play for laps. Nonetheless, without this movie, Brawly or any of the other movies wouldn't be so recognizable. A tier. Bojack Unbound. Some people consider this movie a hit or miss. For my case, it's a hit. Following the death of Goku in Cell, Gohan and the Z Fighters compete in a tournament run by Hercule, but they must stop Bojack, the space pirate who's planning to conquer Earth. Take a shot every time you heard that. Usually, some of the best arcs in Dragon Ball are the tournaments, but to have the whole story be centered around a tournament already gives this movie extra points. I thought Bojack was a cool villain despite his generic plan, but he gets extra villain points for killing his own sister just to demonstrate his power. This movie also featured the return of Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, who completely demolished Bojack in the final battle. However, a few problems that I do have include Krillin acting a lot more wimpy than usual, and Hercule once again taking credit for Gohan's heroic victory. Other than those issues, I really enjoyed this movie, and it did a good job saying Gohan is Earth's next defender. Briefly, of course. I'll put it in A tier. Brawly, The Second Coming. We all know that the Brawly movie was a big success, so naturally, they make a sequel. An evil warlock used the seven Dragon Balls to revive Brawly on Earth, so it's up to Gohan, Goten, and Trunks to stop him. I'll be honest, I wasn't feeling this movie too much. Yeah, Brawly is iconic, but still. I don't know. Something about Brawly being revived by some random-ass warlock doesn't sound as cool as it seems. And they didn't do anything to make Brawly any more interesting or complex. He's just the same Arag Saiyan who's constantly screaming, Kakarot! Like there's no tomorrow. Really, the only thing that's saving this movie for me is the family Kamiyamiha, which was performed by Gohan, Goten, and Goku, who's a spirit. It's not the worst, but it's definitely not as engaging as the first Brawly movie. C tier. Bio Brawly. <sighs> if you guys thought I didn't like the second Brawly movie, wait until you hear this shit. A scientist creates a genetically mutated clone of Brawly in order to kill Hercule, but the only ones who can stop him are Goten and Trunks. Okay, real talk. Bio Brawly is one of the most ugliest fucking characters I've ever seen. I guess that was the point, but it's so hard not to point out. As expected, this Brawly is not much better than the actual Brawly, they definitely went overboard this time, as nothing felt grand or unique. This was just another cheap excuse to bring back Brawly, and I'm getting fucking tired of it. The only thing I did like was the team up between Goten, Trunks, and Krillin. Other than that, Bio Brawly is one of those movies that shouldn't have existed. Definite D tier. Fusion Reborn. Finally, a good movie to talk about. An evil demon named Janemba is corrupting the afterlife, causing Goku and Vegeta to take action. First off, I think Janemba is an interesting villain, starting off as this childish yellow blob, then becoming this red devious creature. Personality-wise, he's not very interesting, just acts like any other villain you see in these movies. Except, he doesn't have real dialogue. Yet, I love seeing him take on both Goku and Vegeta without any efforts, as he was able to give Super Saiyan 3 a run for its money. I also like the sort of side stories we get, one where thousands of dead villains, including Frieza, wreak havoc among the living world, with Gohan there being the only one to stop them. Oh, sorry, the great Saiya Man. And the one where Pycon tries to help Goku but keeps getting blocked off by this barrier, which can only be destroyed by throwing insults. Honestly, it's both stupid yet fucking hilarious. The real highlight though was introducing Gogeta. 
the form in which Goku and Vegeta can achieve by using the fusion dance. However, they didn't get it right at first, but the moment they did, Gogeta dominated Janemba like it was nothing. Though I wish the battle lasted longer. Fusion Reborn was an interesting and very entertaining movie, so I'll put in A tier. Wrath of the Dragon, the last of the DBZ movies, at least during the time of its release. The Z Fighters helped this ancient hero named Tapion, who must try to stop the revival of an evil monster. Tapion was an interesting character to say the least, but I did like the bond he formed with Trunks, which made his sacrifice all the more depressing. It was awesome to see nearly every Z Fire duke it out against this giant skeleton dragon thing. Speaking of which, I liked how we see Harutagon go from the skeleton monster to a dragon beetle monster, and he definitely wiped the floor with our heroes. I mean, he forcibly split apart Gotenks before the 30 minutes can end. Not even Vegeta, who literally showed up in the last 10 minutes, couldn't do a damn thing. However, it was extremely satisfying to see Super Saiyan 3 Goku decimate Harutagon with the Dragon Fist move. I guess the only issue I have is the continuity. Yeah, the movie is still non-canon, yet it shows how Trunks got his sword. Either way, I love this movie. A tier. Bardock, the father of Goku. Okay, technically this isn't a movie, but rather a TV special. Yet fans view it as a movie, so I guess it counts. Basically, it's about how Frieza destroyed Planet Vegeta and killed majority of the same race. Something that was alluded in the show. The most known victims were King Vegeta and Bardock, the biological father of Goku and the main protagonist. Just like his son, Bardock was a lower ranked Saiyan, yet he desperately tried to stop Frieza only to fail. Not gonna lie, sometimes I question this movie's existence. But if you want to see a more visual interpretation of how Planet Vegeta got destroyed, then you'll find joy out of it. And I did like the scene of Bardock having a vision of Goku moments before his death, though I would have liked if they included a fight between Bardock and King Vegeta as a little foreshadowing for their sons fighting in the future. Yeah, this movie is kind of pointless, but very interesting. So B tier. The History of Trunks. Another TV special that fans view as a movie for some reason. This time, it's about how the androids took over the world, in which the original timeline in which Future Trunks originated from. Again, another thing that's eluded from the show. This movie does have some of the same issues with Bardock, as its existence is questionable. I mean, they explain what happened in great detail during the show, but I guess some fans wanted to see it for themselves. It's not a bad movie per se, as there were some scenes I genuinely liked. And the feels man, where future Gohan dies in front of Trunks? Just like with Bardock, this movie is a bit unnecessary, but interesting. B tier. Dragon Ball Evolution. Just kidding. This movie should never be talked about, let alone watched. Then again, without this movie, I wouldn't have rekindled my love towards Dragon Ball. So I guess I'm kinda thankful for it. Nah, it's still a shitty movie that shouldn't count in any way, shape, or form. Let's move on. Battle of Gods. Time to talk about the quote-unquote, modern Dragon Ball movies. Beerus, a god of destruction and his angel servant Whis, travel to Earth to find the Super Saiyan God, who is firmly believed to be Goku. Fun fact, this was one of the first times we see the Dragon Ball series in the new digital art style. Granted, the intros to DBC Kai briefly demonstrated them, along with those Japanese exclusive TV specials. Either way, this style made all the action fight scenes more fleshed out, especially the final battle between Super Saiyan God Goku and Beerus. Speaking of Beerus, I absolutely love him and Whis. Beerus's pride and short temper mixed with Whis's calm demeanor made any scene featuring them worth watching. And this is one of the rare moments where we see Goku actually make amends with the villain after fighting, making Beerus another one of his new allies, as much as he hates to admit it. And come on, when are you ever going to see Vegeta sing and dance to a fucking bingo song? The humor speaks for itself, people. This story would later be remade to a saga for Super, but with minor changes. Most notably, 
Bulma's birthday party being held on a cruise ship instead of Capsule Corps. I still think the movie handled it better though. Either way, I love this movie and it shows Dragon Ball was going back into the right direction. Battle of Gods goes into S tier. Resurrection F. With Battle of Gods being successful, it's only natural that they make another movie in the new style. Resurrection F marks the return of Frieza, who once again tries to take over Earth, prompting the Z-Fires to take action. Usually, I'd be against them reusing old villains in these movies, but it's fucking Frieza, one of, if not the most famous villain in the entire series. So a movie about him is bound to be amazing. I love seeing most of the Z-Fighters plus Jocko take on Frieza's new army, consisting of hundreds if not thousands of soldiers. Goku and Vegeta training with Whis and obtaining new Super Saiyan forms was also great to see. That being Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. I'm not kidding, that's what it's called. But the fanbase just calls it Super Saiyan Blue. Anyway, Super Saiyan Blue Goku vs Golden Frieza was one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. And I loved how Beerus and Whis just showed up to eat an ice cream sundae that Bulma made. Goes to show how much he gives a shit. Though, I wish Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta's fight lasted longer. You know, he could've won if Frieza hadn't destroyed Earth. Thankfully, they went back in time moments before and Goku delivered the final attack, much to Vegeta's dismay. Same thing with Battle of Gods. The movie was remade into a saga for Super. The only difference is, is that Piccolo dies and Ginyu is back, revealing that he switched bodies with the head of Frieza's army. Again, I think the movie did a better job. Still, this was an amazing film and it deserves to go in S tier. Super Brawly. To finish up this tier list, we have the first and currently only film from Super. Oh my god. I fucking love this movie, and I don't know where to start, but I guess I'll mention the plot briefly. Goku and Vegeta must try to find the seven Dragon Balls, but encounter Brawly, an erratic Saiyan who is now serving under Frieza's army. Unlike the other Brawly movies I mentioned, this one is without a doubt the best of them all. Aside from making Brawly officially canon, they made him a lot more sympathetic. He was constantly abused by his father Paragus and never had the chance to fend for himself. The animation in this movie is beyond incredible. It's like a hybrid between the new art style and the old one that they used back in the 1990s, which made all the action sequences more fleshed out than ever before. Characters like Bardock and Gogeta are now canon as well, and this movie pays homage to their respective films. Frieza destroying Planet Vegeta while Bardock and Genie, aka Goku's mother, send their son away to escape, while Goku and Vegeta try to perfect the fusion dance only to fail twice this time. Can we address the fact that Frieza got his ass beat for over an hour? And of course, I can't forget about Beerus being forced to babysit Bola for the entire movie. To quote what I said back in Season 1, Needless to say that Bola is in the safest hands possible. My god, the final battle between Super Saiyan Blue, Gogeta, and Brawly was amazing. And I love the resolution between Goku and Brawly, hinting that Brawly might come back in the future as another villain turned ally. What more do I have to say? Super Brawly is currently my favorite Dragon Ball movie, and it's one of my favorite movies in general. You already know I'm putting this in S tier. Alright, let's recap. S tier, Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, and Super Brawly. A tier, Cooler's Revenge, Legendary Super Saiyan, Bojack Unbound, Fusion Reborn, and Wrath of the Dragon. B tier, Tree of Might, Lord Slug, The Return of Cooler, Super Android 13, Bardock the Father of Goku, and The History of Trunks. C tier, Dead Zone, The World's Strongest, and Brawly's Return. D tier, Bio Brawly. I'm sorry if I was being too generic by putting the last three movies I mentioned in S tier, but that goes to show how much these movies have improved over the years. Anyway, it was great to watch all these movies, and most of them still hold up to this day. It's funny that out of all the movies I mentioned, 
there was only one that was horrible. I guess that shows that Dragon Ball has a strong reputation when it comes to releasing films. If you don't include, you know what. Still, if you're curious to watch these movies, I highly recommend checking them out. Especially the last three I mentioned. I can't say for sure when will be the next time I release something Dragon Ball related, but only time will tell. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Be sure to join our Discord server and follow our Instagram page if you haven't already. And to quote Shenron, Your wish has been granted. Farewell!